what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. We are somewhat back to our scheduled programming sort of. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I am in Texas. It is still crazy. I am relieved to have power. I do not have water going on five days now. I have intermittent internet, so somewhat unreliable, and uh, really am looking at some scary looking roads that have not been plowed. It's just ice, snow, ice, and now more snow. So it is wild and is causing just devastating impact across the board. With that, though, the the topic of service has come up. And I I mean, it goes without saying in a sense that this shouldn't be a topic that is explored. But I believe the more we see trials and troubles and tribulation and testing and all of that, the more important and vital it is to be highlighting and to be really sharing testimonies of goodness, of what is going well, in practicing what it is that you want to see in your life. Do you want to see more service? Do you want to see more love? Do you want to see more hope? Do you want to see more joy? Do you want to see more overcoming? Do you want to see more strength? You can't really be looking at the opposites of that and expecting that you're going to have the opposite, right? So... I was led to share on service today and just give you some practical things that you can do. This is nothing to do with Texas, but inspired partly by what's happening here because it's real. But also just things that you can be aware of, things that you can press in with God about and really get some clarity on, similar to just asking, Lord, here I am, send me, right? Like, are are we as a people? humble enough to humble ourselves like that, to submit to whatever God wants to do? Are we willing to be inconvenienced? Are we willing to go out of our our way and in our own patterns and habits and routines and ways of showing up in the world? Are we willing to do that, right? On the flip side, it's also receiving. Like, are you willing to receive? Or if somebody is offering help and support, are you willing to receive it or will you just deny it or ignore it, right? If you're not accustomed to asking for help or people give to you, that could be a really hard challenge, but it could be part of God wanting to, to love you in a different way and to really provide for you in a different way. So just wanted to, to dive into this a little bit for those that could really use the lessons and the practical wisdom, okay? So bare bones, I love just breaking things down to their bare bones. And I do this particularly just around word studies, definitions, synonyms of words, uh, looking up really different scriptures that are all around the same theme or topic. It provides a lot of context around just a word like service, okay? 
So in the most basic form, service is an act of helpful activity. All right, so so keep that in mind. Is this helpful? Sometimes we think the things that we think are helpful actually aren't, <laughs> right? Or if we're not even in a good place to extend help, like let's say that we're overextended, right? Then what we give might actually be hurting us and not helping that other person, right? So an act of helpful activity, help, aid, to do someone a service, the supplying or a supplier, right? Um, occupation or employment as a waiter or servant, right? Definition of service, delivering value. That's another way to say that. Um, good service. <laughs> Repair, provide something to someone, fix something. So you get the idea. But the main thing that I want to highlight, it's an act of helpful activity. So keep that in mind. Is this helpful, right? Is it kind? Is it pure? I love the verse that tells us to focus on whatsoever is lovely, pure, noble, praiseworthy. So I like to apply that to service as well. Is this lovely, noble, praiseworthy, right? Because you don't want to be motivated for the praise, but you want to to act out of a pure intent for the goodness of others without expecting reciprocation of any kind, okay? And usually, I would say, majority of the time, this is, this is inspired action. Some of it should be common sense, but I've learned, <laughs> and you probably have too, that common sense isn't so common. So some of this you would think is common sense. Now, other things are actually inspired or motivated. It's being willing to be aware of and open and available for how God is inspiring you to act in a certain moment, okay? So now with that, let me give you some verses that, that really build the foundation for service, okay? 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Okay, there's another verse that says every good and perfect gift is from above, okay? So whatever you've been given, whatever talents you have, whatever resources that you have, you can use it to serve other people, okay? And you want to steward it well so that you can still be in a position of overflow and be able to give, okay? So God wants to provide for all of your needs, but also bring you into overflow where you can provide for other people, okay? Right now, as we're seeing in Texas, even the most basic needs, like somebody having their power on, is a way to, to supply and serve as a haven of, of comfort for somebody else that has no power. Or those that have water have been making their water available for people that haven't had any, right? Or people that are able to cook and make meals in their homes and actually have food because a lot of the food that was in a refrigerator or freezer is completely wiped out, right? So people that actually have resource right now are able to make meals and give it and take it to, to soup kitchens or, or whatever it happens to be, right? First uh, Peter 4, so I would just study First Peter 4 if you want to focus on service, but First Peter 4, 9 through 11 says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Love that, right? Like as we're kids, when we have to volunteer, right? That's when you see a lot of grumbling. Do I have to? Right? But <laughs> this says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve 
one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, key, 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 by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Christ, okay? Because to him is the glory. So when you serve, do it without grumbling. Do it according to the grace and the strength that God supplies you, right? And and do it unto his glory, by his power and for his glory. I think of taking steps, step one, by his power, step two, for his glory, by his power, for his glory, right? And that, that's kind of how you run the race, by his power, for his glory, by his power, for his glory, okay? This one is powerful. Galatians 5.13 says, for you were called to freedom, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but love and serve one another. Okay, so when we see, maybe even on social media, the come up, <laughs> right? When people are getting new house, new car, new this, new that, manifesting this, manifesting this, right? When we see all that, sometimes, and we never know, sometimes it can appear as an opportunity to really serve and cater to the flesh, right? My needs, my desires, right? But this is saying, use your freedom not to just glorify yourself, right? And just sort of elevate yourself. That's, that's going to be part of it, right? Seek the kingdom first and all these other things will be added for you. So as you get busy about God's business, he will provide for you as well. But it says, use your freedom, right? When you've been born again, when you've been given new life, that is to love and to serve other people. That's what you've been given this freedom to do. And you can't do that unless you're walking by grace, unless you're walking in your freedom, right? So keep that in mind. Uh, Colossians, this is the last one I'll share. Dun, 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 dun. Whatever you do, this is Colossians 3, 23 to 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord, okay? So in everything that we do, right, I'm not remembering the verse right off the top of my head, but there's there's times where it says everything you do, you're doing it unto the Lord. So when you help somebody that is homeless or when you give to somebody that is poor, right? When you do these different things, right? Or even just in a impoverished state of some kind, right? When you're helping, when you're serving, you're doing that unto God, right? You're giving to God because whatever God gives, you can give it back to him, right? So, so powerful. So wanted to highlight that because I think sometimes we get this out of context, all right? So now let me give you some practical steps that you can take. Oh, here's the verse. Sorry, I got to jump to it. Matthew 25, 35 to 40. Oh man, this is exactly it, okay? For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison, right? So if you continue on, it says that anything that we do like that, like all those examples, we're doing it unto him, okay? So keep that in mind. Now, back to the steps. Here are just, 
I have seven of them, but here are a few powerful ways that you can get out of your own way and really just serve other people, okay? All right, number one, even in a situation like with what is going on in Texas, a lot of what's happening, even grocery store trucks and and gas and all of that, these resources aren't being replenished, right? Everybody is trying to get to the stores. There's lines that are miles long, no, no overestimation there, right? Hours long only to get into stores that aren't fully stocked and that are mostly vacant, right? And people driving to gas stations and not able to get gas because it hasn't been replenished. So in a situation like this, not even being able to help homeless because you can't drive on the roads, you can't get to them, you can donate to those that are equipped to serve. So that's one thing that you can do. You can donate to missions, to causes, to relief efforts that you believe in and that are doing good service, right? So you can... You can evaluate them to make sure that that is good service. But number one, you can donate, okay? Disaster relief is huge. Homeless and and feeding the hungry, huge, right? Sometimes just thinking locally is the best place to start, right? Before you go globally and all of that, just think locally, all right? Feed the hungry, number two, okay? So any extra food, anything that would be waste, right? This can be distributed to the homeless. A lot of time churches are open for that too. Sometimes um, I know that we used to, so I worked back in the day in high school at Panera. (laughs) And so they make fresh food every day, okay? They have fresh made bagels, all of that stuff every day. And there are massive amounts of food that does not get used. It doesn't get bought and sold, right? So we have bags, like huge garbage bags full of bagels and things that people aren't eating. We'll bring it to churches or we'll bring it to homeless centers or we'll bring it to places versus just throwing it away because that's what they'll do, right? So even later when I ended up serving in a Celebrate Recovery ministry, that was part of it, was going and getting whatever leftover resources that they had that were unused so that it could be distributed and put to good use. So think about that. Feed the hungry. There are so many nonprofits that really rely on daily volunteers to help prepare meals and just assist with distributing it. So keep that in mind. It really has a profound impact and people remember that, particularly those on the receiving end. Okay, number three Donate your product. So whatever product or service that you've already developed or built, you can donate that to folks that could use it. And that can have a really powerful impact. So if you have a training course that's online that you've created, you can donate that to whoever a relevant audience could be that could really use that material, right? Um, you can also provide free programming. Maybe you give your service to teach or to train or whatever it happens to be to folks that are really in need and you do it at no cost, right? Think about that. Number four is you can mentor. So you can mentor others in your field. That's a fun way to give back and also cut off the learning curve for people and just you can give them almost like a fireside chat, right? You can fill them with personal advice, candid experience, inspire them, empower them, right? Tell them, you know, probably not to take shortcuts on what's happened if you've done that before. You can also create some sort of accelerator or incubator experience, you know, even on just like a private Facebook group. That's something that's free that you can utilize, right? You can also... 
uh, mentor folks, let's say that you've overcome issues. Maybe you've overcome an addiction. Maybe you've been delivered from an addiction. Maybe you have learned a lot of life skills from, from not having parental support or a lot of good guidance, right? That you could then offer to folks that are really in need of that. So think about that. Get creative, but how or where could you mentor? Number four, volunteer your services also. Okay, a lot of times I've seen advice, never give away your your services for free. I don't agree with that. I believe that that is fundamentally flawed. I believe if God is inspiring you to give a service away for free, do it. Do it. Don't go by what the world is telling you. Go by what God is telling you. But volunteer your services if you're led to do that. So many... Uh, many um, nonprofits, many associations, they rely on uh, speakers and teachers and trainers and facilitators and all the things, right, to really help support their community. So get in touch with these people and offer some of your time. It will be probably more rewarding for you, believe it or not, than, than other folks. Number six, make service a company mission. So if you, I live by core values. This was huge in my identity work and a lot of the work that I do with different clients. A lot of areas where we struggle is because we don't have a deeply rooted identity, but we also live out our identity by having a strong sense and awareness and confidence in God, yes, but also our mission and our core values, because those are almost like boundary lines. When you're driving on a bridge, right, you have guardrails. That's what the the mission or the values give you. They give you guardrails in life to help you with decision making, to help you let your yes be yes and your no be no, to help you to see who to, to connect to, right, and build with and who's not going where you're going and who really can't build with you. You can still invest in them, but they can't build with you, right? So it's really important as far as that's concerned. But if you don't already have it as part of your mission or your top, let's say even five values, make service a mission, right? So so find ways in whatever you are building to have service be a part of it. So for example, I don't know, if you have a online fitness company, right? Let's say you're an entrepreneur. You can give people access to a free workout group that you have every Saturday morning. Let's say that you stream it live and they get to participate and you guide them through a workout, right? Like there's there's things that you can do and you can have a service day. Maybe if you have a small team, you all can get together and go contribute to an organization or to a project or to something where it can be a value. You guys can bond together over it and you can be of incredible service to those that are in need. So think about that, but make that a part of your mission or your values. Number seven, and this is the last one, take advantage of corporate matching programs. So if you have, you know, donations that you're giving to a nonprofit, let's say many companies will actually match you. So this requires a little effort on your part as far as being able to connect with companies in advance to set something like this up. But can you imagine ways that you can actually increase cash flow to organizations that need it most, right? Without adding additional expenses on your end? Phenomenal. So so look for ways too that you can take advantage of 
these corporate matching programs, okay? So a point that I would say to kind of cap this off, if you feel the urge to give back in some way, you don't already have service as part of your life, realize that you do not, you do not, you do not have to save the world to be impactful. You do not have to have some sort of hero complex. And this isn't about pleasing people at all. It's really checking your motivation and also recognizing that by God, you are designed to be of service. Like that's in your DNA, okay? So find ways that you can be useful, that you can be helpful and also check in and just ask God, where is he leading you to be of highest service right now? Okay. And then take the steps. Every journey starts with one step. So even if you do one great thing every month, it'll still make a difference. But if we don't plan for it, it's not going to happen, right? If we're not planning, we're planning to fail. That's, that's a quote that's out there. But There's some truth to that. If you don't put it on your calendar, you will find other ways to fill your calendar. You will find ways to actually get numb and kind of grow insensitive. Think about it. Netflix and chill time. Instead of doing that, what if you were actually helping an organization or leading, and I mentioned Celebrate Recovery, leading a group in Celebrate Recovery, giving up an evening a week to be of service and to volunteer. It goes such a long way and you have no idea the compounding impact that that has, right? If you even change one life, you could actually change a generation. Insane, okay? So in the spirit of service, (laughs) I hope you will go forth and either this is adding to what you're currently doing or giving you some ideas and examples. It doesn't have to be big. It's these small acts that add up one day at a time and one moment at a time, okay? So if you guys don't currently follow the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would like, follow, comment, all the things. You can connect with me over at julianapage.com. There are coaching programs, books, courses, things to really help you have the inner fortitude to show up big in life and really be of service. So go check that out. You can also watch some YouTube videos for uplifting content. And I believe that's it. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.